Right. Welcome in. Welcome back, everybody, to a this is going to be a unique episode in a lot of ways. Welcome in. Welcome back to a Notre Dame's Two Humble Kings edition of the Always Irish Show special episode. This one's going to be a little unique. Um, and some people may get into it and it may strike them and hit them and they understand it. And other people may just think I'm crazier than they already think I am. And I'm fine with that either way. But thank you for being here. Obviously, you can find the program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps old Johnny out as well. Notifications on that way. You will learn it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter. Search bar. Always Irish. Rat. Always Irish. Inc. Emails. Always Irish. Andy at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it. The Colin Lines. 312. 988 You tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Finding Irish Wire every day of your life. Type it into computer. Read all about Notre Dame football. All right. Here's the deal. If you've been around this show for any amount of time, the longer the years, the more the effect. But if you've been around this show long enough, you know existentially and philosophically when we're in these off seasons, a lot of what I talk about with Notre Dame, some of it's X's and O's and the position groups and recruiting and all that, the practicalities of the operation. But a lot of the stuff that I, that fulfills my mind the most are some of the philosophical and existential things that are tied into Notre Dame. That, those discussions, those thoughts excite me more than like, let me break down the film and the guy went left, but he should have went right and he missed his block. Like, like I like that existent, that Notre Dame existentialism. Um, and, and, and a result of that is, I've been telling you guys forever, I don't just like look at Notre Dame. I don't just like think Notre Dame. I feel Notre Dame. I feel feel Notre Dame. There's just these vibes. And it's like, I feel super connected. Like my soul's really connected to Notre Dame. And when I'm, I pick up these undercurrents and these vibes, and I've learned over the decades to trust them. As many games as I've been to, as much Notre Dame stuff, I very rarely are those intuitions wrong with me. I feel feel Notre Dame more than I see it or think it or experience it. I feel it. And it's just, it's that spirit that Lou Alts talked about that you can't explain to somebody who doesn't have it. But if you have it, it's, it's a great gift in your soul, in your heart. I've been around it a lot. Mostly bad times in my existence, but I've been around this stuff a lot. My soul connects there. It's like a, a palate cleanser for your soul. I actually like it better when there's no football games because then I'm not distracted by that and I can entertain the spiritual part of the journey. When the games are there, you get into meatball mode and, and it's just different. The reason I bring this up is for the longest time, since Lou had it rolling, not even at the end, but like when he had it rolling, 
things haven't felt right to me with Notre Dame football. Ever since then, things just haven't felt right to me. Even in decent or pretty good or really good years since Lou, something was off. Something was off. Even in the good years, Kelly Ad or whatever else, something was just off, man. Felt missing to me. Incomplete. Incompatible. Square peg, round hole. There's always been some undercurrent, obviously in the bad times, in the bad seasons, in the bad stuff. But even when the times are decent, something just didn't feel right to me. There's just been something missing. And it's nobody's fault necessarily. It's just Notre Dame is just so different. Those vibes matter more here. They matter a lot. Notre Dame's got a smaller margin than air than a lot of these football factories because of how we operate. Things really have to all line up and be on the same path for Notre Dame to really reach their goals. But it's just those vibes matter here a lot. Just like, I don't know how to describe it. Then you just, even when Kelly had it rolling, undefeated seasons, in the back of my mind, I'm going, this don't feel right. We ain't getting over the hump. Like, that was always just there as an undercurrent. Something didn't feel right. So, you know, I, I, I just, out goes Kelly, in comes Marcus. In come the good vibes. Uh, in come the good vibes with Marcus. And last year was a tough year, but this year, I, I mean, the vibes are immaculate. The vibes are immaculate right now. Players, recruits, fans, coaches, the vibe is new. The vibe is fresh. The vibe is genuine. The vibe is real. Notre Dame football is a more approachable, more open, more modern, more fun brand of football now. Vibes are real. Vibes are real. Okay. And, and nobody could deny things got stale under Kelly and it was just time to go. He did a lot of good things, but it was time to go. There's something that never lined up with him and it didn't line up with Charlie and it didn't line. Like, it's not just a Brian Kelly thing. Didn't line up with Charlie, you know, didn't line up with Ty, whatever you want to say. Davey, forget about that. But here's what I'm getting to. Uh, the, the the biggest point I want to prove about this, and this is my grand conclusion of having all these thoughts all these years. I've said it before. What separates the winners at Notre Dame from the rest when it comes to coaches, and by winners, I mean titles. That's all there is for us to win, to brag about. The guys who win here know that their ego had to take second fiddle compared to that gold lady on top of that dome. First and foremost, every guy that got over the hump in Notre Dame and won something accepted that, willingly accepted that, that, and had no problem having their ego be knocked down a peg and realizing everything I do has got to be to honor Notre Dame first, and then my ego and, and my, 
you know, my personality, my ego, my wallet, my bank account, my whatever, I, it all has to be second to Notre Dame spirit, first and foremost, coach at Notre Dame. The head guy has got to genuinely be okay with that or it isn't going to work here. It ain't going to work here. He's got to genuinely be okay with that being the deal. Some egos in football are way too big for that level and that task of humility. Brian Kelly's one of them. Brian Kelly's one of them. Brian Kelly never was willing to be mature enough to put his ego down a notch and, and put Notre Dame first and foremost. And I think it's there's a million offshoots of living that way that trickle down and cause you problems that eventually spread over time. That was a guy who was never willing to look at it that way and, and accept it was about Notre Dame and then his ego. You don't win here doing that. It just won't work. It will not work if the head guy's operating me, 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 and not about Notre Dame first. It cannot and will not work. You can't win a title here without it. It's got to be a guy humble enough to know about that dome first, my ego, my next contract, my next media, all that's secondary. And that's how Marcus Freeman operates. And it's not an act. It's genuine. That's the thing. You would be able to see through it if it was an act. You could fake like you're putting Notre Dame out of yourself for a while. You're going to exhaust yourself. It's too hard of a facade to keep up if it ain't genuine. Marcus Freeman genuinely puts Notre Dame first and foremost. There has been a lot of examples of that. Uh, I'll give you one. Notre Dame messed up the Ludwig negotiation. Internally, there were mistakes made. Not turning this into debating what they are. Mistakes were made internally from Notre Dame side handling the Ludwig situation. Tough dynamic for Marcus. He went up there in that press conference, covered it all up, took all the tough questions and and the bullets and whatever, and realized, I got to kind of eat this one because it's best for the brain. It's a great example. Putting Notre Dame first above yourself, your immediate wants, needs, desires, how you want to be looked, talked about, whatever. Other examples of this. Freeman uh, being uh, with the crowd after Clemson, wanting to be with us, wanting to celebrate with us and all that. You would never see Kelly do that. Are you out of your mind? Seeing Freeman at all the other sporting events, supporting all the other athletes, knowing he's going to be approached by fans, take a picture of this and that, still does it. He wants to be one of us. He actually likes us. It's kind of nice. Kind of nice. Personal letters to the season ticket holders were his first go around thanking them for the, thanking people for the support. Just a genuine class act that matters more here than it does a lot of other football places. Okay. Um, his vibe is the right one. I am not saying it guarantees anything. I'm just saying it makes it possible that there's a higher end than what we're used to of Notre Dame results 
Because for once, the vibe is right. Then he gets Hartman. Then he gets Hartman. And these two are cut out of the same classy cloth. Hartman shows up. He has no damn connection to Notre Dame or any of us or any of our people or no allegiance to the area geographically, nothing. He shows up, starts doing charity work. I see him at the YMCA doing stuff with kids, handing out food to poor people, all this. He shows up, starts doing charity work. Every interview, he's crediting all of his other teammates and coaches that made the game plan work, not making it about himself and his numbers. He just spoke at a mental health seminar for athletes talking about his experience and how important it is that you make sure you're in a good emotional mental space. Him and Marcus Freeman gave up first-class plane tickets home from Navy to be able to give them to other people because they just didn't want to make it about them. You guys, this is what modern Notre Dame football should feel like. Winning on the field and guys like this are the face of the program off the field. Great on the field, great great on the field so far and great off of it. This right now in these moments is the right vibe. The one I've been missing, the one I've been searching for for 20 years trying to feel. And I haven't felt it. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. The hardest part of all of it was when I knew the Kelly era was dead and it went on for years. That was very, very hard. Even when it looked good, I knew something is not wrong right here. There's something wrong. This isn't lining up. It don't feel right. And it it wasn't right. And that's why it didn't feel right. Kelly wasn't happy. Notre Dame wasn't happy. We weren't happy. Nobody was happy. This is the right vibe. I'm not saying this guarantees glory for Notre Dame this year. We're going undefeated and winning the title. I am not saying that. What I am saying is this is the first time since prime Lou Alts that I feel a different level of results is possible for Notre Dame. This kind of stuff matters at Notre Dame more than other places, and I'm never going to come off that. It's just so unique. Um, And so... Freeman has the most important trait after being just being a good coach that I need. Dome before your own. And it's real. And it's genuine. And it matters here. Now, I could have stopped the video there. But I'm going to keep going. And here is where some of you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy for saying this. And I understand that as if you didn't think I was crazy already. But I'm genuinely going to say this and I've felt it inside my soul forever for like 20 years, probably 25 years. I feel that the ghost of Newt Rockney and Frank Leahy are still around that stadium. I feel like they got a little Notre Dame magic left in them in spirit. But they will not let it be used until somebody at Notre Dame convinces them, operates the right way, and earns them to use sprinkle some of that Notre Dame spirit and magic when they need it. I think Leahy and Rock 
You just don't get that because you're wearing the sweater. It is my belief. Those guys got a little magic on their sleeve to, to bestow upon some Notre Dame team. They are the gatekeepers, but it's only going to get unlocked in the right circumstance with somebody that those guys know is doing it the way it needs to be done and has that buy-in and that ego check and knowing it's about Notre Dame first and them second, all that. I think somewhere those guys got a little magic in them, but but they will not release it just for anybody. You have to earn it. Kelly never did because the way he treated people and operated looked at it. It was, that's off the table. Forget it. No, like not even in the ballpark of being on the wavelength that would make me think those guys would bestow him with a little Irish magic. No, not at all. Um, these guys have eye standards and there's the, they're the gatekeepers in Notre Dame spiritual glory. They are not going to unleash whatever that Notre Dame magic's left till a guy's earned it. Marcus Freeman's earning it. I'm not saying he's there yet. He's earning, earning it. This guy has had a lot going on that he has had to fight through and figure out in his first, you know, year and a half or whatever, being the head guy. He's treating people the right way, operating the right way, thinks of things the right way. Genuine guy, good guy, family guy off the field. It checks all the Notre Dame boxes. That is why one month that he was here working under Kelly as DC, I said, I feel it. This needs to be the guy. In fact, I would challenge anyone in Notre Dame media to say they were suggesting he be the head coach before I did. Show me the timestamps. My videos are up. He was there one month as the DC, and I heard enough behind the scenes of what he was doing. I wanted him to be the guy right then. I'm not saying he's going to win a championship. I'm just saying he's going to get us closer than anything we've had since Lou. But if ever there is the right year, the right circumstances, the right vibe, the right green jerseys, the right time, the right quarterback, uh, to beat Ohio State and USC and make national statements, why the hell not this year? Why the hell not this year? You have these two humble kings, Freeman and Artman, that are the faces of this program, and they carry themselves so humbly and, and with class and respect and dignity. It all lines up. And just once in, the, in, in, in a in an environment where there's shadiness going on in every direction and everybody's screwing everybody else to get ahead, finding two guys that are at these guys' profile levels where they're at it, operating the way they did, those are the right vibes at Notre Dame. Guys like that deserve to be rewarded and they're going to get a chance to reward themselves here coming up. But I just feel it. This is different. Again, I am not ensuring Freeman's going to win anything. I am saying the vibe is such that it unlocks higher possibilities even being possible. That's what I'm saying to you. But this is what modern Notre Dame football should be like. These two humble guys, they are just great stewards of the university, and they have a great chance to do something special here this year. Um, but I feel my way through Notre Dame and this feels right in so many ways for the first time in like decades, 
and I can't put numbers to it or make promises. I just know that it matters. It just matters. And so good job on those guys for being the, the people they are carrying themselves that way. Let's, let's get some of that spirit out of the old genie bottle here and let's, let's make some things happen. What do you guys think? Am I out of my mind for thinking Frank and Newt have a little juice for the right guy? Let me know.